Welcome, ball boys and girls, to another episode of FC 13 Podcast. Things are getting right back in full swing as Montreal can't pull down Austin. Vancouver just wanted to repeat the week before. And the CSA has new leadership. So buckle up and get ready for your source of everything Canadian. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for sticking around. We are the FC 13 Podcast. It has been another great week of football. There's a lot of stuff going on from the Champions League to the Champions League. Boys, how are we doing today? Oh, doing not bad. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I'm a little bit of change of scenery this week. Um, Andre will be happy to know that the infamous squeaky chair might be gone. I've replaced it with another squeaky chair. We'll have to see where it stands, if it's um, more of a nuisance or not. We'll find out, ladies and gentlemen. We're We'll find, we'll find it after this has been recorded. If you have no idea what he's talking about, it's because I've done my job correctly, and I will tell you now, I this isn't my natural hair color. Normally, it's black. It's going white from having to deal with the squeaky chair all the time. <laughs> my hair is already white. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it, was, it was something magical to deal the with. The unofficial every fourth member. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, it would pop up at the worst times. Uh, but... Jumping into things, boys, obviously it's been kind of a crazy week with the Champions League going on and MLS kind of going in full swing. Montreal kicked off against Austin. It was another loss for the Frenchies, but this one seemed a little bit more like they had their their shit together because Austin, I found, was under a lot of pressure, personally. That's what I thought. It did end 0-1, so, I mean... It is kind of a really bad start for for Montreal. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, I, I don't want to come across as like the guy is always defending Montreal, and it feels strange saying this because um, at time of recording, Austin just got gubbed off a team from Haiti. But um, this was the team who was um second in the West last year, and um are notoriously like a very difficult team to play in Austin. They have like one of the best home records. They have a fantastic home base that fans like. It's a great, it's a great experience there. Like I've never seen like just how green the stadium goes when a goal went, and that was incredible. They put put a good spectacle there. So I didn't I, like I, that. I, I oh, thought what? I I thought my my whole thing was <laughs> fucked up. I was like, what happened to my phone? I wasn't sure if it was the stadium or Apple TV, but I'm thinking I, I no. Apple's about to drop an drop an Apple TV trailer or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, really? Like, what? What is going on here? At first, I kind of thought, all right, you know, did did my did my screen break? Did yeah. like is is it now like broken and it's now like all green? Because well, like, they had a goal that was called off, and then they did it again on the actual goal. I'm like, oh no, this is what they do. Okay, they just they just <laughs> left that down in Texas. Yeah. Um, but ah, uh, yeah, like I I thought Austin had like a quite a few chance, quite had mobs of the bulk of the chances. In that case, like they did a little bit less um, well than they did against Inter-Miami. I thought it was more even in Inter-Miami in terms of chances created. But like my, but Montreal defended really well on this for the most part. Like Kamal Miller like had quite a few like moments. They had a really good interception of the ball at one point. He had a really good um, tackle early on as well to deny a goal. I thought Samuel Piet for a guy who's a midfielder. He looked completely fine there. He's a defensive midfielder, so it's not that strange of a transition to go from a defensive midfielder to a centre-back. It's Similar position, just in a deeper role. Um, I guess they've just got to do what they've got to do until they get Joel Waterman back and they can have their preferred partnership back there. 
And Sarah as well looked fairly impressive in the goal. It's um, I always feel like a bit of a proud dad, don't you, when you see these um, CPL players um doing the MLS, don't you? And like um, uh, Sean Ray, Sean Ray came so close to scoring. So close. Like we knew he had that in him, that sort of acrobat, that athleticism. Like does so well to get a shot on from that position. And uh, it, there's no if, power. Yeah, no I, listen, I have no reason to really support Montreal other than just like, you know, like seeing Canadian teams do well. But like Sean Ray, I will, I, I really want to see him do well. And um, he did well enough that hope he can like start more games in the near future for them because we, we want to see the pipeline, don't we? No, for sure. I, Montreal pipeline. I think, I think games are going to come for Sean Ray. First two games of the season, he's been important and he's been involved. A very good scoring opportunity, just no real power in there. Uh, John V. Yeah. Sirwa made some big saves. He had a good game, and with injuries going on, he's going to get that number one spot for a while right now. Um, I'm happy Andre said, though, in his opinion, Montreal had a better game, because I'm going to disagree. Was it better? Sure. Was it still a good game? No, it wasn't. Uh, they did a good job. Yeah. They did a good job <clears throat> shutting Austin down, but that game was all Austin. They had possession, they had the shots, and they had opportunities. Austin had a lot of chances to be up in that game way before they were. It was unfortunate the way they lost because I think they were hoping for a 0-0 draw in all reality, the way that was playing out. But Austin honestly got maybe lucky at the end, but they deserved it. So is it really luck? I don't know. But you're right. Great to see Sean Rea and John Garcia get in there. Also, I did not like Samuel Pia back there. He looked comfortable, but it just looked off at the same time. Does that I make sense? Looks, I, I thought he looks fine. Like, um, yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence as well that Montreal concede the goal after he comes off. Like, um, Herrera Radio. is the one closest to the Austin player who has the assist. Like, that cross comes in. Herrera's not close enough to his man. The ball gets played through. And then that's what it get, and that's how it gets finished. Um, I, I do want to say about Piet as well, like, before it goes unnoticed, that he's now played more minutes for CF Montreal than any other player there in team history. Like, we all know he's not the best He's not the best player in the world, but like it's a pretty impressive record. He's been there for a long time. We know he does have good ability. He's a good MLS player. He's a oh, local yeah, boy sure. as well. He's a he's from Quebec, so it's um it's nice to see like records like that being held and like these teams starting to create their own legend and lore around their players. So very good mm-hmm. stuff for Sam P- Samuel Pierre. I'm I'm sure he's hoping he gets back in midfield sooner rather than later though, because that means Waterman will be fit and um, Montreal oh, yeah. look a little bit more like last season defensively. And it's great to see. Would, would it be? Would it be like personally? I think from obviously week one to week two, there was an improvement, but they really changed up their formation significantly, and it did seem very chaotic. I find in the back line for Montreal, so maybe that's what ended up kind of being their downfall. But I, I still think that that worked out well. Like Piet was still, I think that solid between him and Miller. Having that that link up of There's knowing what each other are going to do, yeah, no, I think sure. I think that's the only thing that saved them from really like Austin not piling in those goals because they could have been a lot different. Yeah, I think Montreal will get it clicking eventually, but as of right now, zero two. Yeah. At s- least they're not the only Canadian team struggling, are they? Yeah, I still think they're the best Canadian team there, and like oh, I want to see them. I'm willing to give them until like say their first home game before I can like say they're yeah. in trouble or not. I, I like, agree with you there. It's a long season. I don't want to press the panic button just yet. I don't want French as for panic, but I don't want to hit it and, just yet. <laughs> and luckily they lost two as well. They lost two, two playoff teams last year. One of them finished second in the West, like you said. Miami was, what, sixth in the East? Fourth in the East? Fifth? Something like that? Uh, in the Leo East, Messi it, linked into Miami. Yeah, exactly. 
like the, it's not like they're fair losing. play violation FC. Yes, I it's know. not like Montreal's losing to teams like Houston or Toronto. You or know, DC exactly. I I, <laughs> I mean you know like or San Jose. <clears throat> Moving on to Vancouver, which. Michael gave me the best segue, but unfortunately, that was kind of lost. I, 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 I know. I know. I know. The terrific segue. There. It was so good, and I was like, "Michael, that was beautiful." And then we went on. Yeah, and I was like, gotcha. I tried. "All right." But moving on to San Jose, which I I very appropriately spanned, uh, spelt in our showrunner San Jose. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, that went as a beautiful repeat for Vancouver. They decided they really liked the scoreline last time and wanted to do another two-one loss. So that's what they did. They did another 2-1 loss against San Jose. Now, that game seemed very one-sided, unlike the Montreal, where there seemed to be a lot of improvement. There seemed to be some strategy going in there. That didn't really look the case, I find. I think Vancouver got their goal and were like, awesome! It's like, this is winning! And then went, we have to still play another another 67 minutes when they do Fuck. when they do things good it looks really good like they when they when they do that press well we seen like it worked well for them last week against Salt Lake and it worked great here for the goal it's how they get the goal like Gressel and Schoff do spectacularly well to like close down press get that goal but they can't put it together and like you said like they seem to get like overrun it looks fairly quickly i'm starting to I'm starting to get worried for um for old Vanny there, um, because for the same it's like I said it's very similar to what happened last week. They got um they didn't make the right changes at the right time, and the games followed a familiar pattern. Particularly, they concede a goal, and their heads drop, and they concede their second goal again very quickly. And it's another it's another away defeat. I know last week was at home, but you look at their record away from home last year. It was abysmal. It's um a big reason why they didn't make the playoffs. There's not really much pressure on Sartini right now, I feel like, but um, I'm starting to lose faith in him. Like, when he came in in 2021, he was all fire and brimstone, and he was just like a fresh breath of air. Uh, breath of fresh air, that's what the saying is, Paul. <laughs> he was a breath of fresh air, which that team needed, but, like, that's not sustainable. Like, if your thing is to give a team a jolt, sooner or later that goes away. And I'm starting to get... I know we're only two games in, and, you know, I'm sounding a bit... Maybe it's a bit dramatic, but I'm thinking back to last season as well. Like I'm I'm a little worried about this in Vancouver. Like I think they need to keep a real eye on this in the next couple of weeks and maybe have to make a decision before but sooner sooner rather than later. Yeah. Oh sorry, go on, Andre. Oh I I was gonna say, like, with his you know, I know I know last year was kind of a, a shitty mess and it didn't really go the way they wanted to, but I, and I am kind of like in favor of giving, especially in MLS, a little bit of a run because it, it is really hard with your transfer restrictions and what you can do. I think when they have who they have and getting their their formation right, maybe see how things are going because maybe it's just, you know, the wrong people in the wrong places. I think definitely come the summer transfer section, that's when you make your opinion. If they are just bottom of the barrel... Then he got, By then, though, right they would have now, had the, he's had quite a few transfer windows to work with then. Well, because the MLS transfer window is not, it's not, the same it's as not always in yeah. line. Right? Our, ours line up with their summer transfer are our mid-season transfers. Yeah. So we can't just pull them in from whenever we want, right? Unless we get some uh, radical loan deals. But other than that, they're still restricted. Our, our Their transfer season's done, not until the summer. So he, he has to go with what he has. Now you're gonna know 
in six games. If he goes another six games, four games, five games, losses, okay, yeah. Almost any manager would be on the chopping block. But I just think, I think for Vancouver's sake, they they should keep him. He does have a glimmer of hope there, and they could they could pull something out because they do have the talent there. I think they have a decent talent pool, not a huge one. Um, Vancouver just doesn't show a lot of potential to me this year. Obviously, they have gold, which Paul will speak endless days about. That's the thing. Outside of gold, who, <laughs> who really is there there that's going to win you a game? Exactly. And that's really all they have. And again, I really like their new keeper in goal. I think he made some oh, big saves again. But the rest of the team, they just you look at it, and there's just no one that really stands out to you. Yeah, um, Vancouver's next couple of games in the league are Dallas, LA Galaxy, in Minnesota, like three Western, three Western teams are gonna have played like five Western teams in a row. So if yeah. like they're, if they make a poor start on those three games there, considering they've played against teams in their con, their conference, yeah, I think they could be in some real trouble here. Like I can yeah. see Toronto being able to turn things around. I can see Montreal. I can't really see it with Vancouver as much. Yeah, especially the way they started because it's the same thing that the last two. It's the way that they've not really learned that's concerned me, and I just didn't think they were all that impressive last year. They should have done a lot better last year, I think. I think yeah. I think they did what they were... I know a lot of people expected a lot from Vancouver last year, but I was just someone who never saw it. I thought they were maybe an eighth team, an eighth-place team, and that was that was my highest, literally, for them. But people really had hopes on them. People went into last season saying they're the best team in Canada, which I think all three of us said, no, they're not. <laughs> but... People were saying it, but you look at a game like they did on this weekend and you get that early goal and they did nothing for the rest of the game. San Jose came out and we're like, okay, um, so we're going to score now. You there. Yeah, we're going to score <laughs> now and you're going to let us do it. And, and it may have they... took a while, but they let them do it. <laughs> I think a big point as well is um, they conceded from a set piece in this week again and they conceded from a yeah. set piece last week as well. If you concede constantly from set pieces... It's one of two things. It's either a good thing because you don't concede from open play or it says that your defense, your setup is all wrong. And I think the problem was, yeah. the biggest problem with this weekend was they got the lead and they tried to sit on it. And it gave San Jose 80 minutes, 70 minutes to just find, a, find an answer. And if you give someone that much time to find a goal, they're going to find it. And there was no real push after that first goal. And I hate seeing teams do it. You see teams do it all the time. The biggest example I'll give you is when England lost to Italy in Euros. Shaw wow. scored like in the first five minutes and they did nothing for the rest of the fucking game. Of course, Italy's going to score a goal. And there was a, a very yeah. similar s- situation in this game. That was awfully nice um, one too. <laughs> I, I just have one quick question. And maybe I'm just a fucking idiot. Maybe I am. But can one of you please tell me what the hell was on Ibobsi's? Ibo- what the fuck was on his neck? What is he wearing? <laughs> I have no I, idea. I could not, for the life of me, figure it out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we were recording this on a Tuesday night. The game happened on Saturday, and I do not remember like anything on yes, someone's neck. some weird thing. Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I'm just being... I'll look out for the next time he plays. Don't worry. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Make sure to tweet us at SP13 Podcast. I would be like, Michael, you're a fucking idiot. It's this, but I have no idea what it was. I'm not a jewelry connoisseur. Well, <laughs> well, don't worry. With that one, I think it's time for us to go for a quick break. But first, we actually have a question from one of our fans. This is going to be coming from Thomas. And it's going to be, are you guys fans of the new singular uh, CONCACAF Champions League? 
uh, or format, or do you prefer the current format plus CONCACAF League? We're going to sit on that question there for a minute, go to a break, and we'll answer right when we come back. FC 13 Podcast is sponsored by Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino. They offer in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and the MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. And the Bet99 mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website. Depositing and withdrawing funds are hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to you so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 on live chat. So go to bet99.com and make an account to get started. Remember to use our code 13thmansports1, but please gamble responsibly. 19 plus, play responsibly. Available to persons in Ontario only. Subject to successful AGCO registration and execution of an operation agreement with iGambling Ontario. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling, or the gambling of someone close to you, please contact Connex Ontario 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. And now, back to the show. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking around. Again, we had that question from Thomas. Um, now, we we have some a little bit of uh, discrepancies with the question itself, but I will let <laughs> our, our resident North American now, by that I mean the newest one, kind of take that away with uh, the answer on that. Yeah, thanks. Um, so it's still going to be <laughs> it's still going to be two legged. The only difference is the final is just going to be a one legged affair. So it's just going to be a case of the Concacaf. Champions League is going to be expanded. That's how we're going to have um, at a group stage, right? Um, I'll look. I'll Google it as we speak right now. But um, yeah, and referring to Concacaf League, I miss it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna miss Concacaf mm-hmm. League. It's gonna feel strange not having it this year. Like you know, Forge seem to be a team who like stick around. They get more cohesion year after year. Becker sticking around again. Like I'd love to see them have yet another crack at um, Concacaf League because um, they came really close in twenty twenty one. I feel like they'd have more than enough in them to like match the finalist time or even win it, but unfortunately, we're not going to be able to see that. I know there's like a Caribbean sort of equivalent, like there's a sort of regional tournament now, and you got um the MLS Liga MXS Leagues Cup coming up. God, um, but yeah, there's no real equivalent to that for the um yeah. CPL. So yeah, there's going to be twenty seven teams. And it looks like it's still going to be it's still going to be like semi still knockouts. We've got round one, round of sixteen, quarterfinals, semi-final, and then the final. I'm more than happy okay. to see ex. I'm happy to see it expanded. Like I think um, it was too close. It was too closed off. Pers- personally, I'm not just. I know that sounds like a CPL sort of perspective to say because you don't get any CPL teams really, but I think the more teams you can have in it, the better. Like the, if the great. That if the whole region grows, like it's gonna help everybody else, and like we've yeah. seen today, like um Austin getting like their pants pulled down by a team from Haiti, and um we've got more we've got more chances for stuff like that happening, and um, we've seen how fun like you know the octagon and the the hex can be, I guess as it's mostly referred to when it comes to World Cup qualifying, and you you want more situations like that. We want to see, yeah. we want to see f- more football like that. So I'm I'm more than happy with it. So simple as well, oh, come on, yeah, no. oh, 
I will. I'll let okay. you symbolize because I was about to tell you to do that right I was now. Simple as. I like there's more teams, but they still need a Concacaf League. So, our teams that can have a chance being Champions League, but we have a chance of winning an actual tournament in Concacaf League. Yeah. Um. So with that, with that, before we drag on too long, make sure to get your questions in on Twitter if you ever want to hear them read out. Um, you know, we're gonna do that, and we're gonna try to maybe do them more regularly. Moving on, <clears throat> or else we will completely disregard every section that I've possibly written for the showrunner. We have a new CSA president. Woo-hoo. The evil, wicked witch of the West has now gone. And we now have someone new who has yet to show, <clears throat> you know, their true colors. So are we thinking we're happy? Are we not thinking we're happy? I don't what do we know. Think we have to wait and see. <laughs> Simple as we don't know this person unless you guys know her backstory. I don't know her backstory. I but. do. Yeah, she was an Olympian. She was an Olympic runner. She actually okay. won a gold in 1982. That was the Olympics where um, the Soviet Union definitely boycotted. I don't know if like Eastern Bloc countries boycott as well. I'm not saying that to take it away from. I'm just trying to like build a picture not in your head sure. of yeah, like yeah. the era. Yeah. That's in 1982. I believe it would have been 1980. Four, I think, trying to remember when Olympics are. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it would be 1984. Oh, wow. um, she's sort of been involved in the sort of line of work for a while. Like she's been the vice president. She's had high-level board positions with the IOC and the Canadian Olympic Committee. She's been on the organizing committee for FIFA as well. So it's not as if they've just plucked somebody out to put them into this. I've seen a lot of like um, backlash on, on um, Twitter and stuff as well. Surprise, surprise, about like how it's... Um, They've basically replaced Nick Bontis with somebody else on the board. This changes nothing. Like, how could they do this? She's the acting president. (laughs) um, Yeah. There's no chance any self-respecting candidate would take on this role while the government hearing's going on. That is simply (laughs) unrealistic. Like, you're not going to walk into the house while it's on fire. You're going to wait until the fire's been put out of the house. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I'm... I'm hesitant to like che- I'm hesitant to get too cheerful right now, obviously, because um, she wasn't in the suits video. But if you watch the video closely, you can see her name inscribed in one of the suit jackets. So she got one of the suits. She is one of the walking, talking eleven grand suits. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I um I actually have the statement the Canadian Soccer Associ- Canadian Soccer Players Association made um. Regarding the appointment, do you guys want to take a guess at what the response was? <laughs> to what the suits or her? Oh, to her. Like um, if they like <laughs> the her. appointment or not? Overwhelmingly not fucking positive. <laughs> yep. Um, work for the horse straight from the horse's mouth. Um, as far as they're concerned, she represents the old guard, and they have. There's been nothing to suggest that she is working to promote the women's national team's interests. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the fucked up thing is when you come from the FIFA board, that's not a good thing. I was going to say, that's like Wait, the, the no. it's a free-headed monster, isn't it? The IOC, but, FIFA, and Canada soccer. <laughs> do you guys expect anything less, though? Like, you, you couldn't honestly think, as of right now, before, the, like you said, she's acting. Uh, Were you guys expecting anything less than somebody just really from the same group coming in? No, like I said, at this point, like, like the, I'm going to use the analogy again because I liked it. The house is on fire right now. Like, nobody, 
unassociated with the house is going to go into it at this point. It's exactly. all going to be internal. Like, I there's nobody unrelated to Canada soccer in any way is going to touch this position for a long yeah. time. I think until this is all taken care of. 100%. I think I think you would need like a hockey Canada situation where like the entire board gets cleared out, which maybe that might happen after the hearing, but it's totally maybe, and see. I don't think it. I don't it's think we're totally close to that yet. Yeah, mm. I, I don't think we're close. And again, like who knows? Maybe she'll be something of a shock and a surprise to us. But it's something we just won't know until stuff yeah. actually happens under yeah, her. Yeah, we don't know just how much Nick had like total control over that. Whether like people, like you said, the people on the board wanted to go in direction B, but Nick insisted on going in direction A. Yep. Yeah, it, that's a that's a scenario where. Anything that does any deals with a board, if you have a board, it's it's so problematic because they'll hide who did what, who did what, who was where. Scratchy shell's back. And there's still a vote. There's still a vote. So at the end of the day, there was enough people there who said, yeah, our, our strategy is to fuck over who, what, where. And, and how could you so. say no to the very charismatic and super talkative Nick Bontis? <laughs> you know what? Either way, I'm just the I'm happy. The speaker. <laughs> In theory, she should only be able to go up. The house might be on fire, but all she has to do is not set fire to the bathroom. That's currently not actively on fire, and she's better. So let's see what she does. And as of right now, as of right now, there is a new deal that has been reached with the Canadian women's national team. They had the ability to strike. It was confirmed that striking for them was very much a possibility. But as of right now, a new deal in principle has been reached with the women's national team. And this, if you haven't heard, is about the fact they haven't been fucking paid in 2022. It's the biggest, like, it, it feels like the equivalent. Remember that South Park episode where Canada goes on strike and they, um, they get like a deal with Bennigan's or something. They get free coupons to Bennigan's and they have to like, <laughs> yeah. like try their hardest <laughs> to make it look like a massive win. I'm picturing like El Cochran, Charmaine Crooks, and the rest of the Canada soccer guys like basically having the time of their lives while that's happening. It's like so basically straight out of that episode. Yeah, um, so get me up to date. It's an interim payment deal from 2022. The women's team weren't paid for any of the games they played in 2022 because a CBA, oh, a CBA was being agreed upon at the time. And because they didn't have the CBA in place yet, they hadn't been paid. So what this has done is um, they've been paid. The deal includes pre-game incentives and it's result-based compensation for 2022. So I don't know how it's fixed 2023. Um, so, I mean, it kind of like seems to do the bare minimum on that sense. Again, I can tell you what the players think of it. Anyone want to take a guess what they thought of it? Were they happy or not? Unhappy. <laughs> Sorry, what is unhappy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the women's team was willing to accept it as an interim agreement, but it's not a final deal. It, is, it also does not solve the deeper issues around pay, equity, and equalization of supports and resources across the national teams. And that has caused the payment, the players, to take action in connection to the She Believes Cup. So they're just basically shrugging their, their, shrug, shrugging their shoulders about it. So would the answer be they don't care? <laughs> um, the answer I, f- I think I think is the equivalent of just like say if you went like two months at your work without getting paid and then your work pays you <laughs> I go you know, two weeks without pay I'm not coming back <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah. well, they tried that <laughs> and then they threatened to sue them 
Which, again, part of the story mm. is now they can sue, which is, it's just an absolute level of, of horseshit. Mm-hmm. It's just such a slap in the face, especially when you see the words, like, interim. It's like, oh, come on. Just them bleep like, this is this is This is genuinely one of those things where it's, like, clear, cut, and dry. Oh. They needed compensation of X. You were like, <clears throat> I agree, but no. And then didn't provide them with X and are like, well, we'll come to an agreement. Um, That's not going to work when I order Domino's. It's not going to work here. <laughs> well, it's called this. Like, that'll be thirty-five ninety-two. I will give you four cents. No. Okay. Five dollars. And then you just stare at them awkwardly for like <laughs> ten minutes while they're holding the pizza. Kind of soccer at its finest, ladies and gents. We're just a workers' rights podcast now. Basically. <laughs> yeah. It's every it's every other fucking month now we're talking about something with this fucked up. And it's it shouldn't be the case. Um, we're, we're not big enough to be having these problems. I'm really we're looking forward there. to this um, game against France that we're going to have in April because um, France are just as much of a shit show off the field as Canada is at the moment. This, and you know what the French are like with striking. So I am almost certain that game is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That's something we should take a play out of their book, though. Because, like, if you want to talk about, the, you know, a group of people who know how to strike, the French are are, are Don't big. believe me. Like, Google France 2010 World Cup if you have a minute. <laughs> just Google France and then the letters <laughs> S and T, and you're going to get a fucking myriad of just proper results of exactly what you can expect. So we're hoping... We are hoping that this situation is resolved and that they do finally pull their big boy pants up because Brooks, like Crooks, <laughs> sorry, the Crooks has a, a really what big a name. what a name, <laughs> yeah, really big guy, uh, the irony sort of boot to, boot to fill. I know. Hopefully, it's not an irony, but thankfully, with new developments, the Copa America, which is something that we were all in speculation about, it is a really big tournament. It is in fact happening. Canada is in fact going to be taking part of it. And they've decided to actually do a new format. And in my opinion, I kind of like it a little bit more because the Copa America, to me, if they really, if CONCACAF really wants to compete in the worldwide level, it almost should be scrapped and just be part of, of Comable. Yeah, I feel like I've been, I haven't explicitly said that on the podcast at any point, I don't think, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been saying for years I want the Gold Cup and Copa come together, but. <laughs> well, I I do find the timing a bit strange of them announcing the new format for the Nations League and qualifying for Copa America because they made the big deal of announcing they were going to do these joint tournaments back in January. So why not like um announce them at the same? You would have because you would have known they were going to change it up at January. You don't just like come up with these sort of things like within like two days and then announce it. So I'm going to clear you off there, Paul. Hold on, I'm sorry, I'm going to clear you off there. For the people who aren't listening, and for people who may have missed it, like myself, (laughs) what the fuck is the difference? (laughs) What's the new thing? The Paul is always the better one at explaining them. So <laughs> I have the graphic up in front of me. So this is qualification for the 2023 Gold Cup, which is related to qualifying for the 2024 Copa America. So bear with me. I'm going to be saying a lot of bullet points. Okay. 
So for Canada to qualify for the 2023 Gold Cup, they defeat Curacao and or Honduras to qualify automatically as the top team in 2022-2023 League A Nation C or finish second in the group and enter Gold Cup qualifying tournament as one of two teams competing for the three remaining spot in the finals. Hopefully that won't become a thing, but qualifying for the 2024 Copa America, this is the juicier one. Right. So it's newly reformed. The top league of the the top nations league, so nations league A, yep. has been expanded to sixteen teams, and there's oh. no relegation. Oh, okay. The top four teams by Concacaf rank, as of March twenty twenty three, get an automatic bye to the quarterfinals. So that is Mexico, United States, Costa Rica, and Canada. Panama right. fifth, they're a distant fifth from Canada. Like a lot would have to go wrong real quickly for that to change. But like I said, uh-huh. we're talking about March, so like yeah, there's really not much of a window for change there. Mm-hmm. The remaining twelve teams will be split in two groups. They'll play two home and two away matches each. The top two teams per group advance to the quarterfinals, which is where Canada would come into it. Uh-huh. And if they were to win their quarterfinal of the the Nations League then they automatically qualify for Copa America. So as it stands, Canada just needs to win one game in order to get into Copa America. Should they lose, they will play in a one-and-done series with another losing team and a neutral site to get one of the final two spots. Okay. Yeah, thanks, CONCACAF. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's... A lot. What the hell? It's, it's one of these ones where like, I need to have this tournament player in front of me to fully get the gist of this. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand this. It and I'm like, listening just, to you and I'm like, I think I get it, but also what the fuck's going on It sounds like they like, just like, made the Gold Cup again, but smaller. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, you said there's no relegation from Nature's League right now? Um, yeah, as it stands, like, we'll have to but see that, how that's that plays. the whole purpose of it? I like, was going to say, like, I'm... I'm I mean, that's a graphic from one soccer. I don't know if there's a typo in that or not, but like we'll have to see how that plays out. But as it stands right now, like Canada, I, I, it kind of makes their um, Nations League campaign right now, I guess, irrelevant. Like, I feel like there's not too much yeah. jeopardy. There's not too much jeopardy there. I know they mentioned about Gold Cup qualifying, but like I realistically can't envision a scenario where Canada don't qualify for the Gold Cup. Mm-hmm. And it does make Cop and it does make Cop America seem a lot more easy to qualify now. Like we don't have to stress yeah. too much over this Good. game against Honduras. Originally, um, when it was first announced, they said we would qualify if you finish in the top six of Gold Cup, right? Um, I think it was more related to your Nations League group at that time. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it's trying to. I think what they're what they're like pushing towards is an emulation of the the Nations League in you know for Euros. I think they're trying to to do something along the lines there, but yeah, like how the it's Nations- still better than. I was going to say, yeah, the Nations League is used as like a way to qualify for the European Championships and World Cup in Europe. Yeah. Well, that's what, so that's what I, the uh, Nations League here was for, for the Gold Cup. But the last Gold Cup was they used Nations League to qualify and they used another part to finish off the teams. So, But at least with the Copa America uh, versus the Copa Suda America, they're trying to maybe amalgamate it. And so we're seeing kind of what works. I personally like a little bit more than just doing auto qualification. So Canada was in the World Cup, Canada gets in. You know, like I, I'm kind of happier with that or Canada has the next World Cup. So Canada's I'm in. a little uncomfortable with Canada getting like basically a bye because they're one of these top four teams. Like we all 
Like we all thought it was a stupid idea when um, CONCACAF announced that initially for qualifying for 2022 of something like top five teams, the top six teams, I think it was, automatically got into the into the octagon and there's going to be two places to qualify into. Like yeah. I'm f- I fully believe Canada should be made to qualify for this on merit as much as every other oh, team. I, 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 I don't like the fact that like um, the top four teams get a pass, especially because FIFA rankings can be... They'd be very successful. I'm pretty sure yeah. like Belgium's still in the top ten. Argentina yeah. weren't ranked the number one team in the world after the World Cup. Like it's um it's, it's not really it's not the best gauge it's, of it's, quality. It's fucky. No, it's but I think okay, so I think the only reason why they're getting a little bit more of a buy is solely based on we're hosting the World Cup along with Mexico and, and America. I, was and I think though, that's where they're pushing it. I, I I agree with Paul. No team should get a buy. Every team should have to earn its spot. I don't give like, a shit I don't who care you're if playing. It's a gimme for the US and Mexico and Canada in these games. Like I still think they should play them. I I agree. Here's my question though. Yeah. Here's my question for you guys. Does Copa America happen if Canada were not at the World Cup? This past World Cup? Is this even a conversation? I think a lot of it is down to the fact there's not that many teams and South America who want to host it as well. So I mean, dangling yeah, the character of the United States hosting it, that's where like you open yourself up to like CONCACAF teams being in it. I mean they've yeah, but they've Copa America's been this way for how many years? And, and they I think haven't really to, changed it. I think it's more to do with Canada hosting the World Cup in twenty twenty six and Canada getting to the World Cup in twenty twenty two, because you're effectively creating a warm up tournament like ahead of the World Cup. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be advantageous for these South American teams. Yeah as well as the North American team. So I think the Canada only reason, would have been brought along in some the form. The only vanilla. reason I mentioned Canada being at the previous World Cup, though, is because their performance against Belgium and just the way they qualified through CONCACAF made maybe South America realize, oh, shit, these guys are actual a team that maybe can compete with us, bring them over, bring America over, because we know they can. Bring Mexico. They've been here before. We know they can. But now there's three teams over there that can compete with us, maybe. So that's maybe where this whole idea came from. Quite possibly, yeah. Plus, because it's being hosted in the States. So... That's where, yeah, it kind of makes travel easier. Eh? Like, it's just... It, I think it's a scenario of money-making. Yeah. So I think it all boils down to, like, everything else to do with FIFA, money. And they knew that would be a good money-maker. So I, I, that's where that's where I'm thinking that they're taking it from. Canada is hosting it. America's hosting it. Mexico's hosting it. Money's going to be there. I mean, it's a warm-up because, like, fall 2025 is when it ends. Like, that's the final round. So, pretty much right at the cusp before the World Cup's going to kick off. So, we'll see. I I still think it's a better metric than the last Copa America, which was we pick who comes Mm -hmm. in. That's it. Go fuck yourself. I am very curious as to the implications this will have on the Honduras game because, like, Obviously, like to take it back, there's a lot of like off the pitch stuff going on in Canada soccer, yeah. and you would have felt that maybe like too much reading on this Honduran game for the men to make some sort of statement. But now that jeopardy is kind of gone, so I I wouldn't be surprised if we see some more like players taking a stand ahead of that Honduras ahead of this Honduras or Curacao game. I think it could get ugly again. I ho- I really hope not, and because it's a FIFA sanctioned game, maybe not. Um. And there's a lot of players right now, honestly, I think who just want to get on the Canadian roster. So even if big guys want to say shut up, or, or sorry, if the big guys want to be like, okay, like, hold your horses, I think a lot of maybe smaller guys would be like, I'll play. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I, well, they, they might stab up. 
they may be like, you know what, this is our chance actually at increasing our rankings or going further. But unfortunately, we do have to kind of move on a little bit um, to another international kind of scenario. Canadians right now are kind of having a little bit of a field day in some teams all across Europe. Like we're having some really, really good luck with some, especially a new move on, which was very eloquently dubbed by Paul as the Kyle Ladison. I'm going to make you say, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Love it. Love it. I was going to let you take it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's lame, but I still love it. It's not uh, lame. Shut, <laughs> shut your whore mouth. That's not lame. That's awesome. It was. It, it is It is. It is technically lame in a sense, but it is still absolutely <laughs> technically, awesome. <laughs> technically quite Kyle lame. Lattin but I mean, needed this. <laughs> he's so dead. His move has been phenomenal. Like, Club Rouge was kind of hoping with him and Buchanan that that was going to be a great partnership. But holy shit, moving over no. to La Liga. Fuck the Club Rouge. Boy. He went to a better team. Fight me. I will die on that hill. He went to a better team. I don't give a shit that he's in La Liga. Uh, clearly. I, I wouldn't look clearly. at the table. Listen, listen, listen. Listen to my argument. <laughs> I don't give a shit that they are fighting relegation right now. He's also helped them go above like four or five points of relegation, about more. My point is, he's in a better league. He's going to be playing better players day in and day out. And he's already scored against some of La Liga's best. Fuck you. He went to a better team. <laughs> All right, okay, here, let me change this. He went to a better situation. How about that? He went to a much better situation, yeah. Um, so Club Bar Club Rouge, like, we still got to like, keep an eye on them. They got Buchanan. Buchanan's as well. He got an assist in the Champions League tonight. Keep an eye on them. <laughs> hold on, I'm just going to look at my notes here. A 5-1 defeat to Benfica. Good job, Scott Parker. Can't believe Great job there, buddy. Great job. I can't. I I'd love to fail upwards in life like he does. <laughs> uh, he took Club Rouge from like challenging and bit challenging at from the league and now they're about fourth now but um Kyle Laren um, Kyle Laren's laughing right now Kyle Laren his lowest moment this season was um during the World Cup a friend of mine thought his name was Kylo Ren just from the way his name was being pronounced by um, TSN and that's amazing yeah he was hearing it as Kyle Kyle, Kyle Laren as Kylo, Kylo Ren and I, I thought that was his lowest moment I but wish I caught on he recovered pretty well. So as it stands, he um he made his debut. He made his debut for them in January against Valencia, I believe. And now he has three goals in six games. You're getting fans going up to the games with Kyle Laren face masks on. I don't know if you've noticed that. It's like sort of like sort of like the party mask. It's like Kyle Laren's face with a little bit of string on them. There's more than one, so it's not just a guy being weird. There's a couple <laughs> of them doing it. He's get and he was um, slowly building up match fitness. Like he was a substitute in the first couple of games, and he started the last few. Crucially for Real Valladolid, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, ladies and gentlemen. Is that um, Valladolid? Va Va Valladolid, I'm trying to do it in a Spanish way, trying to make myself sound exotic. Oh, don't do and, that. Uh, <laughs> so his goals have directly led to um, seven points for his team. They were in the relegation zone when he arrived, and I found to look it up right now. Da -da 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 -da. I know they're definitely out of the relegation zone. They've been like trending upwards ever since he got there. Real Valladolid are currently 14th on 27 points, so they're now three points clear at the bottom of the Liga. There's some like mental teams down there. Sevilla are out of the relegation zone on goal difference, and Valencia are second bottom in La Liga right now, so there's some big teams there, teams you wouldn't expect to see, teams that yep. you'd think are going to get it together sooner rather than later, so like for Valladolid to have a Laren in form is great for them. And the fact that he's, he's scored against Valencia, he's going to be playing against Sevilla... Espanol, Athletic Bilbao, Athletic, 
Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Like, it's so cool to see him playing against teams at this level. Oh, it's great. Mm -hmm. Well, and a big thing, a big thing with that, too, that people need to remember, you know, you look at him and think, okay, uh, Valadoid might be all right. Yeah, they're they're 14th in the Liga. That doesn't mean that if he doesn't keep this form up, you're not going to have Atletico Madrid kind of keeping an eye on. Yeah, exactly. Because that starts that starts making waves when you're in those. It's the same. It's the same with league on. Like once you make those waves, I mean, look at Eustachio. Eustachio was making all those waves, and all of a sudden Porto just came absolutely barraging it. Yep. And said, "We need this. We need. I mean, it. Have you like, seen, let's go." Have you seen where his last team is right now? I don't even think they won a game all year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, that's, oh, that's exactly it. And and these are these are teams too where you're you'll you'll have that loyalty. Like the player's gonna have that loyalty. Thank you for putting your faith in me. Yeah. But when like Real Madrid comes in going, we're gonna give you more than some countries' GDP. <laughs> you're just gonna he's gone. Like he's he's gonna move on. And to top that, he looks sexy in that purple kit. Oh, that that's is a, a sexy great shirt. As oh, it's great. I, I tell you what, like what I like as well as his finishes, like. Two of them are headers, like, in the six-yard box. Stri proper strikers finishes that. And yeah. the last goal he scored, he's on the edge of the box, a bit out wide, and he has the confidence there to put it past the goalkeeper. Like, the Kyle Laren of a couple of months ago wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't probably have had the confidence to get that shot off across the goalkeeper. He might have hesitated, had it straight at him, tried to look for a teammate. Like, it, it would have been a Murphy's Law situation. What would have gone wrong there would have gone wrong. Everything's clicking for him. And I think he just needed like someone to have trust in him. Like you said, like yeah. not since Colin Farrell is someone has such a shit time in Bruges. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna keep making that I'm gonna keep making that joke. It's never gonna die. And uh, he's having a great time in Spain. Better weather and all that for him too. Yeah, I really hope because this is this is just a lone spell. I really it, it hope is, yeah, that but it feels inevitable that like he's not I really gonna play hope for Bruges again. But who knows, right? Like you look at like a Jesse Lingard situation, he went to West Ham, killed it, and Manu's like, no, we're keeping you, buddy. <laughs> like I hope it's not one of those situations. Uh, surely, surely yeah, not. I'm if it's not if it's not a scenario where they get to sign him, I think if he keeps this form up, another La Liga team will will swoop in. Uh, if anything, Brio, I, guess, I, I, I don't know. Not better, yeah. Vidal, well, probably wanted well, to score like, enough them. goals to keep them up, but not too many goals. <laughs> he turned down big teams yeah. to go to uh, Club Bruges as well, right? Like, he turned down Nottingham Forest. He turned Olympiacos, down Olympiacos. And for Club Bruges, basically, be like, nah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> like, I know. I know. Yeah. I, and that's the thing. This is one of the first teams in a while he hasn't played with another Canadian. So <laughs> that's all you need. He just needs to get away oh, from Oh, yeah. Brothers. He was with Hutchinson and uh, Bashishkas, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So oh, that's what I mean. Growing so it's, up, it's growing up all by is, himself. Oh, my God. You keep <laughs> these days. With that, though, we are going to have to go to another break. So we are going to have another question. And this one is from uh, Dartmouth Derek on Twitter. How would you rate the relative performance of the CPO clubs with respect to off-season signings? With that, we'll go to a quick break, and we'll answer that when we come back. FC 13 Podcast is sponsored by Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino. They offer in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and the MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. And the Bet99 mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website. Depositing and withdrawing funds are hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to you so you know your money is safe and secure. 
The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 on live chat. So go to bet99.com and make an account to get started. Remember to use our code 13thmansports1, but please gamble responsibly. 19 plus, play responsibly. Available to persons in Ontario only. Subject to successful AGCO registration and execution of an operation agreement with iGambling Ontario. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, please contact Connex Ontario 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. And now, back to the show. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the FC 13 podcast. Thanks again for sticking around. So with that question, Dartmouth Derek asked, how would you rate the relative performance of the CPL clubs with respect to off-season signings? Boys, what are you thinking? I'll go first, yeah. Um, first of all, thank you so much for the question. Uh, so uh, the clubs of CPL, I rank um, York number one. They have killed this off-season. I'll give York so much respect, 10 out of 10. Uh, number two, I'll go to Atletico Ottawa. Great, great moves, I think. Not a lot, not as many, but still good ones. And I'll give you my top three. So I'll go York, Ottawa, and then my third one, I'll give it to... Uh, uh, I'll give it to Vancouver. Vancouver new team is bringing some big, big boys. And be interested to see how they take off. Yeah, I'm really high on Vancouver, especially on um, recent um, players. Like, I'm... Like, this maybe spoils for, like, a podcast ahead or something, but, like, I'm at this point thinking that Vancouver are going to make the playoffs. Like, I think they're really flexing the muscle at this point, it looks like. Particularly with the man... they got a great manager as well, but you look at some of the players they've signed. Gabriel Batar, Callum Irving, Mamahou, Mohamedou Kane. Um, they signed Caden Chung as well. Guys who know the league and they're really good players. Caden Chung's just back from the MLS as well. Interestingly as well, they got, like, a big-name signing as well from... From the Mexican leagues, they got um, Gail Sandoval. He's made appearances for Santos, Guadalajara. He was out in he was out with Wellington Phoenix not that long ago. Former like, Concacaf Champions League winner. Exactly, yeah. Like yeah. they've put, they've not kicked a ball together. They've got these players in. Um, I'm not too far. I'm fairly similar to what you've got, Michael. I'm really high up in York as well. I like the idea of um gang on Lapierre like setting balls up there yeah. for um. Di Rosario, I think that's an absolute yeah. killer combination there. Like a guy who's like one of the best creative players in the league and one of the best finishers in the league. I think they could be very deadly this season. Uh, I'm a little worried about cavalry this season. I don't think they've done all that much. It seems in terms of like bringing in big names or such. And like I feel like sooner or later, the way that they play under um, Tommy Weldon Junior is gonna get a bit still I I mean I admit like I've got nothing to support that I've just got like a bad feeling about them this year uh, I think just for the longest time they've been like ahead of the league just behind Forge but I think we could see signs last year that the rest of the league is catching up you know they, they finished yeah. outside the top two Ottawa sort of overtake overtook them I'm really high up I'm really high up in York I think they can do well this season and I yeah. Vancouver doing incredibly incredibly well as well so um yeah, the rest of the teams are just kind of like, they're doing their business. I'll look into it a bit closer at the time. Forge, I think, um, them staying still has been great for them. Like, as long as they keep that core, yeah. I think they're still the team to beat. Keeping There's Becker's a reason been... why they haven't made that many moves. Exactly. They don't need to make that many moves. Yeah. You look at how many players from Forge like made like a 100-plus appe- appearance mark last year. It's incredible. And exactly. um, like, I think they're still a team to beat just purely from um, not losing their core. I think their core yeah. are still good for another run. 
Yep, I agree. So, I mean, I'm, I'm exactly with Michael. I think a lot of the teams who've made the moves are clear and obvious. So at least we're all pretty much consistently in the same sort of boat. With that, the game of the week, Toronto versus Atlanta. Fuck that game. <laughs> Fuck everything about Take it. Take it away, Andre. Fuck everything to do with Apple TV. I am a season ticket holder for Toronto. Haven't been since day one. I'm not one of those pricks, but I'm a season ticket holder with day one since day one. They promised us, they promised us when everything in MLS moved over, we would get our own Apple TV so we could watch our beloved teams wherever we went. Well, then they said, fuck you, because TSN was supposed to just take in, swoop over, so bars and establishments could very much watch it. Well, guess what wasn't on TV? Our game of the week. I was going to say Jeopardy, but... I wish Jeopardy. I would have watched that. <laughs> Instead of me going through to illegally stream it, because Apple TV decided to then boot me off of my login. I don't own an Apple device. So, you know what the resolve is when you need to reset your password? Go to an Apple store borrow someone else's iPhone, or go fuck yourself. Those are your options. Well, guess what, Apple? I don't have an Apple store! Can you bring back the South Park references for that bit with the cable guys like rubbing his nipples going like, ooh, <laughs> sorry about that. Yes. <laughs> like, I love the South Park references from this guy. Jesus. Dude, my whole TikTok is just South Park, so I love I'm a it. Oh, I'm a connoisseur. Have you ever noticed that Alistair Johnson looks like a real-life version of one of the South Park Canadian characters? You think so? Yeah, oh, Terrence think he, or Philip? Oh, yeah. He's the double of, Phil, of Philip, the blonde one from Terrence and Philip, I think. <laughs> he is absolutely, Ooh. absolutely. I mean, like, that's the thing. I mean, Celtic did put out, and, and if we could get the rights to put that clip up there. Uh, Celtic um, had that an interview with him, edited, and somebody decided surely, to yeah. edit and edited a beautiful over top of it. But yes, yeah, so unfortunately for our game of the week when we would normally do a game, we are not going to do it. Toronto, Atlanta, 1-1. Apple TV, go fuck yourself Look, um, in the nicest way, which my update on my password reset was we will get back to you on your password recovery and reset April 1st. What? April 1st. They will not reset my password not even trying, until April 1st. <laughs> that's a joke. Look, that's actually just pissed me off. What the fuck? Like when Apple did this whole TV thing, I was like, that's great money for the MLS. That's amazing. But does it, does it help the casual fan? It's clearly not helping the hardcore fans. This is fucking stupid at this point. And all the games, all of the games. So, for example, the upcoming home opener for Toronto FC is going to be at seven thirty p.m. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be like plus six on during the day. We would normally do it at three thirty. Well, guess what? I mean, negative like nine because they wanted at seven thirty. Well, no one's watching it. No bars have it on. What are you competing with? No one's buying Apple TV at a bar to put this on. So dumb. Like, what are you going to fucking toss on Ted Lasso what was the, afterwards? Like, what was the contract? Oh, I, I think it's, it's like at least three 10 years. years. Ten years of this crap. Look, it's I'll give long, them this. I'll give it's Apple a long this. one. It's a long deal. I'll give Apple this. It's new. It's going to take time to work out kinks. But you, you got to fucking help the fans. Like, Andre, this is bullshit on your behalf. It's bullshit. Like it's, it, it's fucked. Like it's because it gives you no options to work. Like other than illegal streaming. I understand it's marketing. I understand it's a brand. But you have to be able to help people who don't have Apple. Yeah, you have to be able to help. 10 years. Yeah, you have to be able to help people who don't have Apple. 
help people who aren't hardcore fans who are, who's not going to pay this. I have a bud in Ottawa. He's getting into the MLS. He's trying to get into the MLS. You know how hard it is? Especially when you see those fucking prices. Ottawa doesn't have an MLS team. You can't buy season tickets to get a free pass. The fucking prices no. of this Apple TV is ridiculous as well. So he said to me, I'll watch what I can, but I'm not fucking buying that. <laughs> and then you have to have Apple devices because this is the horse shit. You can't just set it up on an Android. Which I don't think you he has have to have. You have to have even your Apple TV. You buy the, that box, you got to have one. Well, guess what? Dumb. Most of the world doesn't have Apple devices. Yeah, look at Apple. her, look at her um, analytics. I can tell you that. <laughs> like, like just straight up. You're, you're an absolute fucking donkey. Fucking and dumb. you know what? At the end of the day, I, I genuinely hope that Don Garber gets in, like, a car accident on the way back. Now that, now that he dies, I just hope that, like, every single, time, every single time, every single time he gets a new car, someone, for sponsorships, someone, <laughs> someone rear-ends him enough where he has to go and, like, exchange it. So he gets it back from the dealership after it's been fixed, and then someone bumps into him again. No, it, and he has it, to do that forever. You know what you're hoping? Because, you know what, you know what? I hope he needs AA and he doesn't have his card on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I hope it's no, no. no. I hope he needs a, like AAA, and then his expires the day before. Yeah, and they just close up. Oh, sorry, I can't. Expires the I'm day sorry, before no. every time for the next ten years. <laughs> Fuck. I, I have, I have, I have held my breath so as we won't get canceled. But instead of that, we were given a lovely opportunity to try out a new game, so, ladies and gentlemen. We're calling this "Fuck the Apple." We're going in hard. Atlanta won um, Toronto so, 1, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Just in case well, you didn't one, know. One, hey, yeah. Look at it this way. Of the three Canadian teams, you had 18 possible points. You got the first one. We got the first point. <laughs> so we're, we're counting the small blessings mm. here. It was go back, watch the highlights, because that's still better than whatever bullshit they had. So for this game, in the spirit of the last game, we're going to do something very, very similar to what was going on. Because the Champions League is coming up, Hard it happens today. We're going to be having more games tomorrow. We've got next week. Bayern Munich UEFA. with its lo- <laughs> with its lovely, 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 you know, Davies on that team. We decided that what we're going to do is have a little bit of fun, and we're going to go, boys. Bayern teams, Bayern Munich. Wow, starting this off strong. Bayern Munich, the teams that have been eliminated from the UEFA Champions League. We're going to do a first to nine wins. Okay. So teams that so Bayern have, have eliminated in the Champions League? Eliminated in the UEFA Champions League. Okay. So you're going to name. I know, Paul. So, so you are going to name the teams that have been eliminated. So wait, are you going to give us a year? And then we have to say the year? Oh, no, 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 no. We're just literally going to go from a knockout stage. You can throw out teams. So, first to nine wins. Oh, boy. I did a lot of research. So since like so since nineteen ninety two. Oh, yep. oh, this but, is juicy. But, but, to make it a little bit easier, we're going to keep it within the the ten years. Okay, so we're gonna go ten years. There's lots of teams there, considering they've won it twice in that time frame. Yeah. There are lots of teams, so that way to make it easier. If I need to, I'll go back. But if we fucking get that far along. I'm going to call her at the highest one. Don't worry. Do not <laughs> like, have much faith in me right now. I'm just already blanking fuck. <laughs> so you can only say one team at a time. If you guess the same team that's already been said and it's on the list, you need to get the year. 
and it happened oh, for it to count. If sake. you don't get the year, the other person can steal that point. I love right. this. <laughs> I know you do, you son of a bitch. <laughs> now remember, because it's in the last 10 years, these are going to be bigger teams. So we're not going to have some randoms from 92. I mean, that helps a bit. Okay? It, right? That's kind of where I'm going. So with that, Paul did lose. Did lose the last time. So I will let him go second. You Mike. won last week, and you you won. I'm talking the, about the, him lost. He yes, lost last you season. You won last season. He lost last you season. You won last season, and you got to go know, first. I know, and I'm doing the game. I'm doing oh, the game. Fuck's sake. It's my game. <laughs> it's my game. So, Michael, with that being said, give me a team. Oh, I do go first? You do go uh, first. I don't even know what I was arguing about then. Um, Paris Straight Germain. PSG. <laughs> All right. Bing. So we've got one for Michael. Paul. I want to say they knocked out. Did they not beat Barcelona 8-1 in that same year in the Champions League? They won it, yeah, but Barcelona. Okay. We've got one more. We've got Paul. Michael. <sighs> Fucking hell, I hate you. You know what? I've, I don't even know if this happened or not, but I'm going to go with Dortmund. You are correct. It did happen. Um, Juventus. They knocked out Juventus in the quarterfinals of that year. They won the Champions League. Paul takes another one. Michael. This one is coming to mind. I don't... I might be remembering this wrong, but Chelsea? That is correct. Okay. They absolutely gubbed Arsenal in the last time Arsenal were in the last 16, so we'll go with Arsenal. Uh, <sighs> of course, Paul remembers that one. Uh, Paul, yeah, okay. Uh, that was actually my next guess as well. Uh, now remember, there could be teams repeating. Yeah, just gonna oh, they're throwing that out there. Okay, okay. Yep. So there could be teams repeating, but we're gonna have to. We're, we'll have to hit some years. See, now. I'm just trying to think of teams like from the smaller countries now, like something like Portugal or Belgium that usually get to the final sixteen, but not much further. So I'm gonna go with Porto. He'll takes another one. So we're at four to three. You said the last 10 years, so from the 2012-2013 season? 12-13. Christ, Correct. there goes one I definitely knew. Um, <laughs> Leon? Five. Leon in four, 2020? Okay. Oh. Yeah, Paul's got another one. Um, you know, I'm going to go with my, my other guest there, Club Rouge. And that's the first no. That is the first no. So we are we are at four for four. Red Bull Salzburg from last year. Yes. So Paul's going to take it a little bit ahead. Huh. Five to four. Another one that's coming to mind. I don't know, but no, it gets no, it gets hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tottenham. No, 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 they haven't got out with Tottenham, but they have come close. There are a couple scenarios where they would have actually engaged each other, but no. So um, yeah, still five to four. So I'm running low on ones I five, know. I know they got to the last four, three. Uh, seriously, two, one. Benfica. Yeah, actually, Benfica. <laughs> yeah, I fucking knew it. I was like, there's no Again, way remember, there's two Portugal teams on here, but, but last last ten when I throw them out here, there's there's a lot of big teams. Of course there is. Right? So Okay, you said some teams appear twice. So I'm gonna put PSG again. 
So, no, PSG has not won. Uh, PSG, they were, had they won in a, a particular year, they would have actually gone up against PSG. Oh, but they they That's ended like up bowing three out. Three X's in a row. I'm done. I'm uh, out. <laughs> so we're at six, we're at six, four. But Paul can still. Let me try and think. Um, they must have played, uh, I don't know. Athletic Madrid. No. Yeah, thought so. I know they've lost their so, flight Madrid. Which is funny because okay. my next guess was going to be Real Madrid. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> I don't fucking think so, but fuck. We got to start taking them uh, off. <laughs> do, do, do you want to go with Real? Yeah, I'm going with Real. Okay. You shouldn't have. No. Okay. <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're at 6-4. We're we're still if we get another two losses... We'll counter there because we'll be at the, in almost the entire list I had. And we'll keep her. But if someone gets one more. How do I think they would have played like a Russian team or something before they got the country got cancelled? Um, Zenit. No. Zenit hasn't. Yeah, Zenit's a hard one because Zenit's like in barely sometimes the Yo. round of 16 and they're out immediately. All right, Michael. Now. Yeah, completely blur. What was your start of this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things are gonna be time to research. Uh, fuck. Um, it's not, but Lil. It is not, not Lil. Is the only okay. team that's coming to mind right now? I don't. So, I will say. I I will let I will let. Right now. Two teams you guys have mentioned. There are two times these have been played again. Oh, I've, oh yeah, I forgot we could do that. Um, they pulled, they eliminated. So I said Barcelona for twenty twenty. Barcelona twenty thirteen. That is correct for Paul Michael. There is another team in here that has been said that has been eliminated. Porto. No, that that's a that's a good guess on that one. But no, that is not the case. So we have reached our maximum, and unfortunately, Paul is going to have to take it. The other team that was mentioned was unfortunately Arsenal. That, that was what I was I knew they played them a lot. Like, so, like, literally, I couldn't when, name it. When Paul said Arsenal, I was thinking, I'm going to go, I'm going to piggyback off him. But I was thinking, no, I'm not going to do that because I, I need to try to get him off the board here. <laughs> Fuck. So, was it? So, 21 22, Salzburg, 20 21, Lazio, 19 20, Chelsea, Barcelona, Leon, PSG. They won that year. 18 19, Sevilla, 17 18, Besiktas, and Sevilla. 16 17, only Arsenal. 15 16, Juventus, Benfica. 14 15, Shakhtar, Donsk, and Porto. 13 14, fuck all. Uh, 12 13, Arsenal, Juventus, Barcelona, and Dortmund. So, Paul, we'll take that one. One. Well, that that, that got real hard, real quick. <laughs> it did get it did get real hard, but you know what? Uh, that's the best part about doing it that way is, fuck it, you kind of get to see how much you know about those random that was, ones. That was a fun one. If you like the game, please let us know. If you have any suggestions for a game, fire it our way. Who's to say we might not uh, fall in love and or we might not hate it, never touch it, never use it whatsoever. <laughs> so we'll see. Because as long as Apple TV comes along. MLS games are pretty much going to be out of the fucking question for game of the week. Uh, <laughs> we'll have an easier time getting the PLSQ because technically we could send Michael with a cell phone. <laughs> get him to send us the video. Hey, CPL's uh, coming soon, baby. Let's go. Yeah, all League One. All League One is going to be coming soon. 
that will actually have to be it for us. Uh, I do want to thank you guys for tuning in. Obviously, it's been an absolute blast, you know, doing this one and get back into it. Um, we have a new promotion coming up. We have some new promotions. We have some new sponsors and everything like that. We're going to be pumping out some pretty heavy ads here real soon. SeatGeek is our new sponsor. Away. So we do have some fun, fun, new excitements, new things coming out that you will be hearing very, very soon. You might even hear them in this podcast if we have some fun things recorded for you. But in the meantime, boys, what's new? What's going on? Where do we find you? Uh, nothing's new. Thank you for asking. And I want to thank everyone for who did submit questions today. And hopefully we can make this a podcast regular. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Call Me Michael. And find us on Twitter as well, FC13Podcast. Yeah, we don't have a on Twitter enough, do we? We, we, we concentrate know. on ourselves. We're pretty selfish like that. But We're yeah, you can, um, <laughs> you can find FC13, as on, as Michael said there. I mean, if you're looking for me, you can find me at PaulMcN1996 on Twitter. You can also find us on TikTok as well as YouTube at FC13Podcast. So please make sure to check those out because we will be having some content coming out there that may not necessarily you'll be able to hear on the podcast. You can find me at Leandre McRae, but just make sure to hit that subscribe, that notification bell, that way you'll never miss an episode on Spotify, Apple Music, maybe, uh, and Amazon Music, so that way you never actually miss out on any of our podcasts or any episodes that come out. And remember, guys, listening to the FC13 podcast is a lot like watching football through a microphone.